0: The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Friday. Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week we discuss Charlie Munger, interest rate chicken, and year-end planning. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. Vice Chairman of Berkshire Hathaway, Charlie Munger, died this week at the age of 99. Munger was known for his frugality despite his wealth and his business partner Warren Buffett once said that Munger's idea of luxury travel was an air conditioned bus. What can we learn from this Titan of the investment world? Charlie Munger had core principles to guide life and investing. I think it's best to look at these principles through Charlie Munger's own words. First on learning Quote, without the method of learning, you're like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. It's just not going to work very well. In my whole life, I have known no wise people who didn't read all the time. None. Zero. You'd be amazed at how much Warren reads, and how much I read. My children laugh at me. They think I'm a book with a couple of legs sticking out. I constantly see people rise in life who are not the smartest, sometimes not even the most diligent, but they are learning machines. They go to bed every night a little wiser than when they got up. And boy, does that help, particularly when you have a long run ahead of you. I think that a life properly lived is just learn, learn, learn all the time. End quotes. Second, on investing, quote, the world is full of foolish gamblers, and they will not do as well as the patient investors. It takes character to sit with all that cash and to do nothing. I didn't get to where I am by going after mediocre opportunities. Understanding both the power of compound interest and the difficulty of getting it is the heart and soul of understanding a lot of things. End quotes. And finally, on decision making. We've had enough good sense when something's working very well to keep doing it. I'd say we're demonstrating what might be called the fundamental algorithm of life. Repeat what works. I spent a lifetime trying to avoid my own mental biases. A, I rub my own nose into my own mistakes. B, I try to keep it simple and fundamental as much as I can. And like the engineering concept of a margin of safety, I'm a very blocking and tackling kind of thinker. I just try to avoid being stupid." End quotes. RIP Charlie Munger, and thank you for your words of wisdom. Inflation continued to cool in October, according to the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, or PCE, which is the Federal Reserve's favorite price index. With inflation continuing to come down, what next for the Fed's interest rate policy? PCE grew 3% year over year for the month, down from 3.4% in September, and in line with expectations. Core PCE, which excludes the volatile food and energy categories, grew 3.5%, down from 3.7% last month, which was also in line with economists surveyed by Bloomberg. It is important to note that Fed officials don't ignore food and gas prices, but since they tend to move around more, they can sometimes send misleading signals about trends in inflation. For the Fed, softer inflation and consumer demand, likely means that rates will remain steady at their policy meeting this month. Ahead of the PCE report, markets predicted that the Fed was likely done increasing rates for the year. Investor focus now shifts to recent commentary from Fed officials that some deciphered to mean a cut in rates could come sooner than many had initially thought. As of Thursday morning, markets were pricing in a 74% chance of an interest rate cut by the end of the Fed's meeting in May. Only a month ago, markets had priced in just a 38% chance of a cut in rates in that time period. Markets have priced in a 92% chance of a rate cut by June of 2024, up from a 60% chance just a month ago. A big game of financial chicken is taking place between the Fed and financial markets. The Fed has maintained that rates will remain elevated for some time, but investors are betting on rates decreasing as early as the middle of next year, before hovering around 4% by the end of 2024. That's about a full percentage point lower than its current level. My take? It is not implausible that inflation continues to trend lower through the first half of next year, giving the Fed room to cut sometime next summer. That said, a sudden sharp decrease in economic activity could force the Fed to cut rates even sooner. But with rates at an over 20 year high, the Fed has room to lower rates from their current level and still keep them at a place where economic activity is restricted just enough to balance inflationary pressures. While the Fed won't do a victory lap just yet, I think credit should be given for their efforts so far. It's December, so let's talk year end planning by reviewing important items to think about going into the new year. For retirement planning, maximize your IRA contributions. You may be able to deduct annual contributions of up to $6,500 on your traditional IRA and an additional $6,500 to your spouse's IRA for the 2023 tax year. If you are 50 or older, take advantage of catching up on IRA contributions as you may be able to contribute and deduct an additional $1,000. This catch-up contribution will be indexed for inflation beginning in 2024. Consider increasing or maximizing your 401k. These contribution limits increased in 2023, 22,500 for the standard contribution limit and an increased catch-up contribution limit of 7,500 for a cool 30,000 if you're age 50 or over. IRA and 401k contributions will go up by $500 in 2024, so plan accordingly. Note that the beginning date for required minimum distributions increased to the age of 73 as of January 1 this year, so you are not required to take a distribution unless you turn 73 this year. Also, consider contributions to a Roth 401k plan if your employer offers such a plan and you are in a lower tax bracket now than you expect to be in retirement. For gifting strategies, consider making gifts up to $17,000 per person as allowed under the federal annual gift tax exclusion. Assets, like stocks, that are likely to appreciate significantly, make for great gifts. Also, make sure that your estate plan is up to date and that you have a will, trust, health care, and power of attorney in place. Some additional planning items to consider. Discuss major life events with your financial advisor Doing so is important to confirm your current situation and the direction for the future. Include changes in family, job, or employment situations, and significant expenses like real estate purchases, college tuition payments, and new retirement goals. Check with your financial advisor that your risk tolerance and investment objectives are up to date. Revisit contribution amounts to any 529 plans to make sure that you are keeping up with the increasing costs of education. And finally, please, please, please double-check your beneficiary designations on employer-sponsored retirement plans like 401Ks, but also IRAs, Roth IRAs, insurance policies, deferred compensation plans, and TOD, transfer-on-death designations, on taxable accounts. Beneficiaries should be updated as necessary to align with your estate plan and goals. Now, this is by no means an exhaustive list of year-end considerations, so I'll post a more complete review on my blog page. Go to www.investwithwalter.com for even more year-end planning items. Join us next Friday for a new interview. I'll post a teaser with more information soon, but please join us next week for that conversation and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.